Welcome to Real Life at the Ridge, the preaching ministry of Chestnut Ridge Church. Hey y'all. Hey, 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 How's everybody? I hope everybody online is doing great. Uh, it's great to be with you tonight. Um, so I'm going to uh, go ahead and invite you to be looking for Colossians chapter 3 in your Bibles. Colossians chapter 3, while you find your place. In Colossians chapter 3, there are uh, some interesting, I think, challenges. And where I want to start is verse 12. And we're going to settle in around verses 17 to 25. But in verse 12, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies and kindness and humility and meekness and long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you, do, you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus, or the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. That's a, that's a high order, all that we just read. Um, he's encouraging us out of what, he's, what he had pre like in the earlier part of chapter 3, that we have basically, now that we're saved, we've received the grace of God, and 
and all these things have taken place, a change in our life has taken place, and we're uh, to put off this old nature. And he says, therefore, we are to, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. Anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also are to do. Um, that's, a, that's a task that we, we are to be working on the inner man. And I can go back to Philippians where we can see that we are to put on, put this, let this mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus, that we are to, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, we are to, by the, uh, by the changing of this thing, this, our mind, our thinking and, and, and our, our uh, carrying out our lives, we are to prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so we are to be more like Christ. And Christ, when we think about it, when we think of how he came to this earth, what he did for the glory of God, how he, uh, you know, he uh, went all the way to the cross and, and he was of no, no reputation. No, he did, wasn't trying to be uh, known for anything other than doing the Father's will. And that's supposed to be our lives, that we are to be all about our lives being for the glory of God and bringing honor to him and doing his will, which would bring honor to him. But then we're supposed to do it. It's like, okay, I'm cool with serving God, but Lord, can't I at least have a couple of things that help me get through life? Like, can I at least look ugly at somebody when they do me wrong? I don't know, y'all. I mean, can I? I mean, can I? Can I? Can I at least sneer at them? Can I? Can I at least talk about them behind their back to somebody? Um, can't I at least be aggravated with them? I mean, you know, how am I supposed to work this? And that is so easy to say, but it's so intricate to work out because. To sit here and say, make a statement like this, that we are to just, God is not pleased with it and we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be a part of any hatred. It sounds like a true statement, right? But then you go, God hates divorce. God hates the one who stirs discord among the brethren. So if we just make a blanket statement and say we are to be against hatred, that don't fly with scripture because there is, I hate using that word, but there is a godly type of hatred. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think that we should like people doing wrong to others. Right? So we, you got all those dynamics of life. And so how am I a Christian? My hands tied behind my back? Does that mean I have to walk around let everybody, like a monk and just let everybody beat me up? Uh, you know, bless me out and I don't have any way to defend myself and, or how am I supposed to work this life? You know, in, in relationships with marriage, with children, you know, am I supposed to just, um, I mean, take kids, for instance, you know, so I'm supposed to be sweet and kind and loving and all this stuff and be Jesus to my children. So that means I can't spank them. I can't discipline them or whatever, but we know that's not true. So it doesn't mean that you're just strapped, you know, I mean, even when it comes to within the church, church life, I mean, there was 
there's church, there's accountability within the church life. Some people call it church discipline. Some people call it accountability. But there's accountability within the body of Christ. So in all this, we, we have to be Christ to each other. We have to be Christ to the world. And that's, listen again to what he says. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, First thing we need to remember as we walk through this text, because I want to get you somewhere that you that I can encourage you. We have to realize that we are elect by God. In other words, God chose us. We could get into the semantics and the arguments, oh no, 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 I chose him or whatever, but regardless of the fact, I don't disagree with that, but you never would have been able to choose him had he not opened your eyes. So it's God initiating. I think let's just nail that down. It is God that initiated the relationship with us. And that's what he's saying here. Don't forget, it's God that initiated the relationship with you. Whether you were at a revival meeting and, you know, that's where you got saved at or whether it was on the you know back porch of grandma's house, wherever it was, it was God that initiated that in your life. He came looking for you. You didn't go looking for him. And if you did go looking for him, it's him that opened your eyes to show you needed to go looking for him. We don't do that on our own. So just that kind of nails that down. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, don't forget he loves you. He has set you apart to be holy. Put on these things. So that tells us that it's not natural what we're talking about. We can't muster up in ourselves and go, I'm going to take what I have and I'm just going to refine it. I'm at my heart a genuinely caring person, so I just need to be a little more caring. I need to be a little, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take what I got and I'm going to finesse it. It's not what he's talking about. He said, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, you are to put on these things. That's this whole idea of being in Christ, that we are to abide in Christ. And see, I guess to say it in the most simple terms, if we die and we are immersed in Christ, when we come out the other side of that, this man is dead, Christ now lives. That's why we need to know the Word of God. That's why when we study the Word of God, we now know Christ, and now it is the life of Christ through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the truth of his word. Now he lives in us. <laughs> Don't worry. If it's going to happen, it'll happen this week, I promise you. <laughs> Miss, <laughs> this just is so funny. Like a couple of days, last week actually, there was a group message, three people in me, Tim, and Todd Landers. I seen Tim give a thumbs up or something like that in the group message, but the group message is kind of old. And the last time we communicated was middle of January in that group message. I walked by Tim and I said, hey, dude, you're a little late on that one because there wasn't nothing else but a thumbs up. He said, no, he turned his phone around and said, Todd text us. And I seen it. That was at 3.30-ish. I get home, me and Christy's fixing to go to bed. It's about 11 o'clock. Looked at my phone. There's Todd's message. <laughs> so Miss Debbie tries to call me. Was it calling me today? Zinny? Text me. My contact information on her phone 
has got my name. It says maybe Pastor Greg. I like that. It's got the right phone number. And then it's got another phone number. And it's got some mess- a message from somebody else. We don't even know who it is. None of us got their number. In my contact thing on her phone. I'm like, hey, I don't, I'm not going to do it. But if you want to see something funny, look up Gaston Memorial Hospital's number in your phone. Save it in your contact. It's worth doing. No, well, I don't know if it's worth doing or not. Um, the picture that comes up for Gaston Memorial Hospital, do not show it to your children. It's their picture on the thing. You know how you have your picture? Anyhow, it's been that way for years. Now, ever since I've been going to Gaston Memorial Hospital, I've been like, I'm like, oh, Lord. And I can't change it. They have to change it. So I've got them saved in my, anyhow. So it would be so funny if that was somebody that actually worked there. Anyhow. Sidetrack, but if it can happen, this is the week. So we are to put on Christ. That means we are to do away with what you see of us, and you are to see Christ. We are to be clothed in him, the righteousness of Christ. Bearing one another, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. I have thoughts about that forgiveness uh, part of stuff. Some people don't like it, but I can go to Scripture and prove it, but yet... The only way people have been disproving it to me is to try to say, well, that's not really what that means. But I said, but but it's what it says. How does Christ forgive you? Does Christ forgive you without repenting? No. Can you forgive somebody else if they don't repent? Um, Can you? I don't think you can. I don't think, let me put it this way. I don't think the full, complete forgiveness happens. And I get where you're coming from, because I've. but if you look in Luke, he says that if your brother offends you, you're to go to him and rebuke him, let him know that he did. If he repents, you forgive him. That's, that's exactly what the scripture says. If he repents, you forgive him. If he comes to you and repents seven times in a day, you've got to forgive him seven times. In other words, you, you don't get to put limits on it other than if he repents, you forgive him. And then he says right here that you are to forgive them. And and I know I'm probably going to get some emails or something like that, but that's fine. But here's what I've told people before. I'm not going to dig into this too far, but I want you to hear it, though. When somebody, when you have a fracture in the relationship, you could care less if it costs you money or whatever else. All you want is the relationship fixed. You know what I'm saying? You just want the relationship fixed. The relationship will never be fixed until that person says, I'm sorry. Let's just be honest. I mean, it's the truth, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you're willing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no, we got to forgive just as Christ forgave. That's what it says in the text. How did Christ forgive you? Did Christ just forgive you without repentance? No. Christ you confess 
he's faithful and just to forgive you, cleanse you of all unrighteousness and stuff. So I get it. I think it. I think this is the example. This is the best answer I've gotten. I've, I've shared it from here before. I think that I'm supposed to escrow with God my desire to make the relationship right because I can't. It's just like marriage. If somebody walks out on the relationship, what you going to do? I mean, it's two people, right? Somebody walks out. You can't fix that. They left. Only thing you can do is chain them into the house. But then you don't have a relationship. In the same sense, if you think about it, and I, all I'm, I'm just going by scripture. I want you to hear my heart. That's not, you know, people go, oh, no, you can't harbor a heart of hatred like that. You, that, that seed will grow in you. That's why I think you have to go to God and say, God, I want to, the relationship. On my side of things, I want the relationship to be repaired. So what I'm going to do is I want to escrow that with you. If they ever come back, if they ever will, if they ever come back into my life, I have to, I'm promising you, God, that I will. I will take them back in with loving arms. Now, you know, it's amazing. The father and the prodigal son didn't run to the son until after he came out of the pig pen. But when he came out of the pig pen, he ran to him. Um, and I'm, hey, I may be wrong, but I love, I love sitting down and talking about that kind of stuff. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body, be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That is a beautiful picture of what the church should be, right? The, the community of faith. And I, I, I'm here to say that I don't think there's anything um, that we ought not be able to work through in some form or fashion. There's always can, uh, um, consequences, you know, always consequences. Um, if somebody um, goes out and does some heinous crime, can we forgive them, work relationships back and all that stuff? Yeah, they may still have to do 10 years in prison, but we can, the relationship part, as long as both sides are willing to do, we can, we can make that part happen. And it makes it tough if you're the one that's been offended. It's real hard. But if, if they come and they're seeking reconciliation, you have got no choice. No choice whatsoever. You have to carry it through. Um, and you do it without, um, it's probably one of the greatest things God's taught me in the last four months. When the prodigal comes home, you don't ask a bunch of questions. You just kill the fatted calf and have a party. I don't need all of the explanations. You don't need all that. You're just glad that they're home, right? I mean, you think about having a wayward child and they've been away for years. You ain't seen them and stuff like that. It is the older brother that goes, where you been? 
What you been doing? You know you left us here all alone, but the Father, our Father, welcome back, son. Let's have a party. I'm just glad that you're home. You know, it takes a lot to come home. You know that? It takes a lot to come home. Um, whatever you do, verse 17, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Now, this is where I wanted to settle in, and I, I want to just take uh, maybe about 20 minutes and settle in from here to really to verse 24. So whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Uh, Debbie and I were joking around this morning when we, when we come in. <laughs> it's like, how you doing? And we did the typical, ain't no need to complain, don't do no good, right? So we both were like that. And I got to thinking, really don't, because we're to do things without grumbling and complaining, but we are to let our requests be made known to God, right? So yes, that's right. We shouldn't grumble and complain, but we have somewhere to go. He has the power. He cares about us, and he is listening to us. He listens to those that are godly. And I could give you texts and stuff, but I want you to, you, you go on a good search, go looking for it. Every, I mean, people walk around all the time. I, well, I, yeah, I pray. Yeah, but you don't live godly. Does God hear that? I'm not talking about the fact. I know God is omniscient. He knows everything. But is God attentive to that prayer? And is God heeding that prayer? No, not by Scripture. He's not. No, God is listening to those who walk uprightly, the Bible says. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And, all. and so God is there again with the relationship thing. And if we're, we're living in sin as a Christian, God's looking for us to repent. When we repent, the pathway is opened back up. Some of the old folks used to say he cuts the spigot off. If you'll repent, he'll open the spigot back up. But the relationship, you've heard it so many years, have you not? I mean, all about a relationship. God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with you. What happens when you sin? When you sin, the relationship's fractured. Same way if you cheat on your spouse. Relationship's fractured. Right? Same way with God. Relationship's fractured. And God says here that whatever we do, we are to do as if, and we'll see it in a minute, as if we're doing it for him. Is it still in the, on the mirror in the girl's bathroom? Been on there for a long time. That scripture that we'll read in a minute is, is on the scripture in our uh, spare bathroom. As a spare, I don't know what it is. It's not the bathroom I, I use. So. Um <laughs> Anyhow, whatever you do, that might help me if I'd go in there, wouldn't it? Read that scripture more often. Never mind. I'm not even going to say. I'm actually not supposed to go in that bathroom. Guests use that bathroom. So, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I only have one cup of coffee today. Give thanks to God, the Father, through him. He says, wives, submit to your own husbands. I would hope you would submit to your husband before you would submit to somebody else's husband. As is fitting in the Lord. He put that in there. I didn't. 
Husbands, love your wives. Do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents. I love it. In all things. That means no back talk. For this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Now, you think about that. That covers a lot of areas of life, does it not? In your marriage relationship, in your family relationship with your kids, as kids to their parents. You may, I mean, if you here, you have parents, had parents or something, right? You come from somewhere. So you could be a kid and a, and a spouse. To somebody, you know what I mean? You can be a you can be married, but also be somebody's kid. And then also you're working somewhere. It covers a lot of areas of life. But he says, in all these things, you're to do these things so that it's pleasing to God, not just with eye service and lip service. Don't just do it when they're looking. You're to do it all the time. Listen to what he says. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So everything we do, when it comes to everybody else, we are not to be doing it to please other people. That sounds kind of contrary because it's like, I'm going to serve them. Nope, you're not serving them. You are serving the Lord. That's the way you're able to do these things without grumbling and complaining and bitterness and in hatred. When they were spitting upon Jesus, when they were torturing him to go on the cross, he was not doing that for them. Yeah, he was. He was dying for the sins. No, 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 no. He came to do the will of the Father. The Father sent him to do that. And yes, he did die for the sins of humanity, but you got to go beyond that. You got to understand that you are to love your wives, guys, as unto the Lord. You don't take the attitude that you're right, preacher, it takes Jesus to love her. That is not what the preacher's saying. <laughs> but it could be some truth in it, right? Think about it. Maybe it does take Jesus to love some people. Right? That's why, but think, he's saying, do everything you do as unto the Lord. Whatever you're doing. Kids, when kids are, are, are being obedient to their parents, they're not doing it just to be obedient to their parents. Not if they're godly kids. Not if they're kids that are seeking to be honorable before the Lord. And it didn't give an age limit on that. Your parents are still alive? Honor them. They're not worthy to be honored. They mistreated me and they did all this other. I know a man whose dad was absolutely horrible to him, treated him like dirt, never gave him anything. Later in his adult life, as his dad got older, he began to love his dad took his dad everywhere he wanted to go. Got, he got the privilege to see his dad come to faith in Christ. But even if he wouldn't have, you know why he did it? He didn't do it because his dad was worthy of having it done. 
He did it because he read in the Bible that God said you're supposed to honor your father and your mother. Right? That's why we do it. We don't love each other because we are lovable or because they are lovable. We do it because God says so. And we are to do it because he says so because look what he did for us. We, we, we have been freed from the penalty of death. You know, serving the Lord is not as uh, candy cane-ish. That's a word we, I added the ish, but we've got a little phrase around our house. We can't deal with candy canes in this house. Suck it up, buttercup, you know. This, is, this ain't the place for sissies. You know, we're pretty laid back, but, you know, you got things you got to do, you just got to do them. And we don't need whining and crying and all that other kind of stuff. Christianity is very cut and dried. Serve the Lord with gladness. That everything that you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to men. Not just when you think you're going to get something in return from them. You know, the Bible teaches us that if we, we want our reward here, we can have our reward here. He'll gladly make sure you get your reward here. And there are a lot of people that are getting their kicks off of the rewards here. He said, but if you get your reward here, you will not get one there. But if you'll serve here, give of yourself here for him, he will reward you there. And I don't know about you, but it seems like every reward here is temporal, is it not? It's just temporary. I mean, you know, you can go around and search and try to figure out the best gift to give somebody, but... Enough time goes by, it might fade away. People can steal things. You ever had anybody break in and steal stuff at your house? Yeah. So the, most, the, most, the stuff you care the most about is the stuff that's been passed down. Ah, if it's new, we can just get another one. But that stuff that's got that attachment to it, you know? That stuff that, that, that has meaning to it. But even it... It could be stolen. It, 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 could, it could eventually, it's going to be burned up anyhow, right? I'm not saying it's against the law, God's law to have things. I've said it before, but when that thing has you, then something's wrong. Because you can't serve him like that. You're serving someone or something else. And, 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 he, he says that it, 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 it's like broad. It's like it captures everything. Whatever you do, you go into the grocery store, do it heartily as if you're doing it for the Lord. If you got to take the trash off, do it heartily. I hate taking the trash off since COVID. Why in the well, I guess it's Amazon and all that other stuff, but for whatever reason, there is a line at the dump now, like since COVID started, like no tomorrow. 
I mean, it's like, good grief. You, surely, there ain't nobody at the dump at 9 o'clock on a Monday morning. Get in line, baby, because they're just lined up. And my, the, I, I used to take joy in going to the trash dump. Now it's a chore. Um, sorry. Don't you just love it and you're sitting in line, people go around you? It's like, takes Jesus to love them, don't it? Um, but even there, don't you have to catch yourself at times and go, you know what? It's not about me. It's about him. Whatever you do, if the dog swallows something in the middle of the night and you have to take them to the, meet them at the animal hospital to get whatever it is out, and you're frustrated and the people that are there don't want to be there, don't forget, that's a whatever. That is a whatever moment. Every moment of our lives, that consistency. We did a funeral service for one of our senior men today. And I really believe in my life that he was a whatever moment guy. Whether he was plowing in a garden, whether he was putting wood in a heater later, or whether he was at church or whether he was wherever it was. He he was doing what he was doing for the Lord. You know, that's what God wants out of our lives. Whatever you do. At work, preacher, are you serious? I don't even like the work I do. Whatever you do. Even if it's a season in life when you're doing something that you don't want to do just to make it to the next season in life. You don't get the privilege. Hey, even in relationships, because sometimes relationships fracture. You still, it's a season, but it's a whatever moment. You know, the DMV, wherever you're at, it's a whatever moment. No matter what other people are doing to you, I'm just trying to lay it down because I'm, 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 I've got one verse left to read and I'm done. But think about it. No matter, and doesn't give the option, husbands, love your wives if. Husbands, wives, be submissive to your husbands if. And let, I think this is worth throwing out there. <laughs> You married him. Right? You married him. She married me. And I married her. Uh, I know, ladies, I don't know what it's I, I'm not a lady, so I can't say I know what it's like. But I, I, I hey, I didn't write the book. Well, God's just the male chauvinist. You can call him whatever you want to call him. In the end, it's his book. It's his world. You're his person. I just don't know. And, and I know there's I know there's situations to where I, I get that, you know, 
But preacher, he's wanting me to sacrifice goats in the backyards to some dude named Moloch or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, there are some situations. You know what I mean? There are some situations. But let's just be honest. Do you know that sometimes you have to give God his... I've often... It takes a little longer with guys. I'm just being honest. We got three daughters. We even got two granddaughters. I get it. You know, guys just, we're slow. I mean, I look at the girls and I go, wow, they're so much further along than the guys at this same age. Not in every case, but in a lot of cases. So. All I'm saying is, you got to give place for God to do some work. And also, are you being an encouragement or a discouragement? Are you encouraging your husband toward the Lord? Or are you discouraging him away from the Lord? Are you trusting that God's word can can purify him, can change him? Now, here's the thing now. If you married a lost person, you messed up. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't have no fancy words for that. You married a lost person, you take on a project, you're going to clean them up, you're going to make them better, guess what? You ain't God. You're not God. And it goes the same way. Guys, if you married a lost woman, now Christy and I are testimony of grace. Both of us were lost. God saved both of us. So God can work miracles. Amen. Yes, he can. But as a Christian, if you go into that relationship as a Christian, knowing that that person is not going to church, does not read their Bible, does not pray, does not love people like Jesus, then you got what you asked for. And you're living in that right now. I mean, I know there's a whole hard words. I get it. What would be better? Oh, we'll just pray about it. We'll, 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 and we will. It'll be all right. You just keep on loving him. No, no, you're going to live through hell for a while, more than likely, especially if you try and serve Jesus. You try and serve Jesus, your spouse is lost. Uh, guess what? There is a reason the Bible says that the light, I mean, that the darkness does not want to abide in the light because it exposes things. There is a war out there. It's a real war. But the Bible also says that you shouldn't be unequally yoked. But how many of us, there's an infatuation, and we make a decision off an infatuation instead of doing everything that we do as if we're doing it as unto the Lord. Mama and Daddy told you don't marry that person. Yep. Children, obey your parents in all things. I mean, I don't, don't you love it? But listen, do you see what I'm saying? But just because you're in a moment, I want you to hear me. Just because you're there, it doesn't get us an escape. We still have to do what Christ did. Now, and I'm just, I'm just sharing this so that, if you do love them, 
like Christ loved them, like Christ loves you, you love them, and they walk away, dust your feet off, because you can't change them. You ain't God. But you never should have tried. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Our reward is not from each other. It's great when somebody gives you something, a gift, and, and you know, it's sweet to you. Just as a note, Sunday's Valentine's Day. I'm just throwing things out there so you just catch them. You know what I mean? If you're watching on Facebook, Sunday's Valentine's Day. So, and if I don't have something, I'm going to be in trouble because I'm <laughs> just like incriminated myself. <laughs> um, but, but folks, how, how often in our lives do we do things so that we might receive something from somebody else? A pat on the back. We want, we, you know, we, we want to do, well, we, we really want people to acknowledge us. But what if God's the one we go to for our acknowledgement? God, are you pleased with me today? Are you pleased with me as a child, to my parents, as a husband, to my wife, as a wife, to my husband? You know, are you pleased with me? Not, not, are you pleased with the response that I'm getting from them? I want you to hear me. You know, I didn't do a good job because they didn't acknowledge it or they didn't chart it as a 10 instead of they charted it as a six. No. What do you think about me, God? What did I give to you as a sacrifice? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your act of reasonable act of worship. God, here I am. I'm giving you my best. Is this my best, God? Regardless of what the other people think, regardless of what your employer thinks, regardless of what your coworkers, your you know, regardless of what your children think, regardless of what did I do right by God, and if you did, then I want to encourage you. Rest yourself. You're dealing with human beings, right? We are all human beings. I can't give you what God can give you. Your spouse can't give you what God can give you. Your employer surely can't give you what God can give you. And if God, listen, what if God's gifts, that he, this, this, this reward, just as it says, is primarily in the end? Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven or moth nor rust nor thief. Anybody can't destroy, can't be stolen. Store it up there and he will reward you one day. That's major, isn't it? I mean, that's like, that's tough. That's grown up. You mean I've got to spend the rest of my life serving God and I might not get any acknowledgement from this point forward until I see him. 
unlike a lot of preaching, I have to tell you, very well could be that way. There are people that live that life every single day called missionaries. Every single day. I mean, there, there are people that live their lives sacrificially. One of the most beautiful things I have ever seen um, is uh, recording. I show it to some people when they're in situations like that because um, the president, the former president, I say one of the former presidents of Columbia International University, um, I, I've got the video saved on playlist and YouTube or whatever, but his wife had Alzheimer's. He resigned from the um, that being over the university. And in his resignation speech, in just a short little clip, and I do this, I show this a lot to people who are taking care of people in that same situation. His wife's name was Miriam, and he said, and I'm just paraphrasing, he said, Miriam is almost always happy when I'm there. She is almost always not happy and agitated when I'm not there. He said, and that's why I must be with her. And he said, she gave whatever it was, 40 years of her life so that I might pursue what I pursued. He said, and if I give 40 years of my life, he said, it won't even come close to paying for what she, repaying what she did for me. And he get, walked away from his career as the president of a university to go sit with his wife for the rest of her life. And if anybody knows, Alzheimer's is not fast. Most of the time it's slow for a long, long time. I mean, servanthood, you know? Here's a great question for, I know this is tough, but I, I, feel, I feel the need that I do this. And I'm, I'm all, so I'm going to do this because I'm going to finish early enough that I can at least say I finished early. If your spouse or your parents or your children maybe even your employer was to come down with some dreaded disease, some type of cancer, Alzheimer's, or something like that, would you care for them? All right? What if they're sick with sin? I mean, I'd be quick to jump in and feel like I've got to because they didn't they didn't ask for cancer. You know? Love on them, all this stuff. But what if they're just that God and his work in their life? And I want you to hear my heart. You still can't control people. So you know what I'm saying? You still can't control people. But sometimes you love from a distance. 
sometimes for years from a distance. But what if what they're going through is sin? I remind you with just an example in my own personal life. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and stars, sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. Thank you for listening today. Pastor Greg wants to share with you how the gospel changed his life and how it can change yours too. You know, Tim, it was the gospel that saved me. I'll never forget when Ray Elder came into my life, uh, God put him there and he shared the truth of the gospel with me, that I was a sinner, that Christ died for my sins, and that if I would accept him as the Lord of my life and follow him, that he would change my life. And that's exactly what he's done. I wonder if that's something that you would like to do today, that you would today before God just admit, you know, God, I'm a sinner, I'm lost, and I need you. And God, I believe that Christ died on the cross for me, and I want to accept his payment today for for my sins, and I want to live for him from this point forward. If you pray that prayer today, we want to welcome you into the family of God. We also want to encourage you to contact us. You'll find a link below where you can reach us. And so we look forward to hearing from you. so much that he gave his son for us. Amen. God bless you guys.